Remember me, O Lord, in your favor toward your people. Welcome back to the Hackberry House, a daily podcast devoted to the Word of God and the persecuted church of North Korea. My name is Bob, and this is podcast number 242. It is August the 9th, 2015. Today I want you to hear the story of a refugee found by Crossing Borders, which is a Glenview, Illinois group that has homes for such people in northern China. We're going to call her Mihei. Her name has been changed to protect her identity. She's about 31 years old at the time of this first report. Mihei's father died when she was eight. When he was alive, he would beat her mom so hard that they had to close their business selling small wares at the market because of the injuries that she sustained. So she had to work odd jobs from an early age. When she was in her teens, she went to a border city to find work, but instead she was taken to China without her knowledge and sold to a Chinese man. Unlike most of the other refugees that we help, Mihei had never heard of China. She was never told that if she moved there, she might eat and find work. Mihei was captured by the Chinese police, sent to a prison camp. Then she went back to China after she was released. All she wanted was to stay for a short period of time to make money on her second trip. She was staying with an aunt in China. Next door to her lived her current husband, who fell in love with her. They were married, had two children, and they live an uncertain life in China. Though she would like to stay, her village is subject to many police raids. In 2008, around the time of the Beijing Olympics, the Chinese police performed a fierce sweep of her village. Mothers were torn away from their children. Families were ripped apart. The lucky, remaining few, like Mihei, are paranoid and scared. But her desire to stay with her husband and her children is what keeps her there. Her family is living in a new small house in the Chinese countryside. The house does not retain heat as well as their old house, so this winter they're having a hard time keeping warm. Her baby is growing so fast, according to our missionaries, But there is a problem with getting him an ID. In China, the only way for a half-North Korean, half-Chinese child to get a government ID is for the family to prove that the mother was captured by the Chinese police and sent back to North Korea. Since Mihei has remained safe from the authorities, this limits the options for her son, who won't have access to public services such as education or medical care. On top of this, her husband cannot work because of his physical ailments, so she has to work on a farm to earn money for her whole family. Despite her challenges, she's always thankful for her life now compared to her life in North Korea. Please pray with us as we determine the best course of action for Mihei. As in most of the circumstances of a North Korean refugee's life, things are complicated. 
Now there's a footnote at the bottom here. Since Mihei's husband is ethnically Korean, he's allowed to have more than one child. And despite China's one-child policy, some provisions are given to ethnic minorities in China to have more children. Now that was uh, in connection with the fact that they do have two children. Well, let's move on to a September, no, not September, yeah, September 2013 update. Mihei and her family are doing well. After much consideration and prayer, we've decided to pursue an investment project for her and two other families in her area. She and her husband have been growing Chinese black mushrooms for the past few years and are looking to expand their business. And there's a picture here of bags in the mushrooms that the, that the mushrooms are grown in. The growing cycle for the mushrooms is about six months, so they can be grown twice in the course of a year. In order to grow more mushrooms, Mihei and others in her village need more capital. Without capital, they can only grow their business at a fraction of the rate that our help can yield. We've decided to try a small test program and loan these people a small amount of money. We're helping each family with about $650 in the form of a small business loan with the promise that if they can pay us back in full at the agreed-upon time, we'll invest more in the following quarter. Crossing Borders believes that when possible, it's best that our refugees learn to be self-sustaining and that they could even bless others from their own personal success. We want our refugees to give back to their community. She, her husband, and the others who will be helped through this initiative will be charged a low interest rate, 5%, and will also receive counseling along the way from our on-the-ground employees. We believe this is not only an opportunity for them to make money, it's a way to teach them Christian values such as responsibility, accountability, faithfulness. We have an owner of a large agriculture business from the United States on hand to consult us if we run into any problems. We also have a pastor of an underground church in her area to check in on the family, to provide them with discipleship and support. The character of a farmer is revealed in his yield, he said. We have no doubt that Mihei and her husband will be faithful and responsible with our investment to her business. Mihei is excited for the opportunity. Please pray that this would be an opportunity for her family to pull themselves off of dependency and into a life of giving. Please also pray for this program. If this is successful, we'll have to tweak it to help even more. Now we move to May 2014 update. Mihei has been doing great. The loan she has received has been put to good use as she's planted her mushroom crop, kept them in immaculate condition. We've had several opportunities to visit her. Each time she expresses her gratefulness as she's been given a chance to be self-sufficient. Black mushrooms can be grown throughout the year. There are two stages in growing them. First, they must be kept in a temperature-controlled environment. Then they're moved to the open air where they finish their growing. Mihei and her husband have moved their crops to the open air, and they both look forward to a successful harvest and 
paying back their loan in full. After her loan has been paid back, Mihai will come off of our monthly support. She currently receives a monthly stipend to pay for living expenses and her daughter's education. She fully understands this is going to end. She'll also be taking out a second loan, after which she'll be able to be fully financially independent if all goes to plan. Crossing Borders is watching her progress closely, as she may be a model for how we help refugees and orphans in the future. We're currently making plans for each of our members to become financially independent. We ask that you pray for Mihai and for crossing borders as we near the important deadline of the completion of Mihai's loan. And then July 2015, that's just last month, this update. There have been some dramatic changes in Mihai's life in the past year. The village where she lived was raided by the police who were searching for refugees like her. A few of her close friends were arrested and sent back to North Korea where they face imprisonment in their brutal prison camps and possible execution. This has been going on for a while in Mihai's village. <clears throat> Since the 2008 Beijing Olympics, the region where she lived was under scrutiny by the Chinese police and authorities because of its strategic location near the North Korea border, because there's a military installation in the region. Though Mihai's life had stabilized quite a bit since the initial wave of police activities in 2008, she said she could never feel safe. The recent activity was the worst the refugees and the workers have ever seen. Today, there are hardly any refugees left. Most of them have moved on by their own volition because of the lack of safety. Without telling her crossing borders worker or any of her friends, she made her way through the Underground Railroad to Southeast Asia, where she's awaiting the processing of her paperwork to be admitted to South Korea. This came as a big surprise to us at Crossing Borders because her life was going so well. The business that she had built with her husband, with help from our microloan program, the Black Mushroom Project, was by all accounts successful. What have we learned? Well, we've learned through our surveys and experience that there's no way that one can build their life on the foundation of fear. No matter how successful a person is or how stable she seems to be on the outside, a life of fear is inherently unstable. We've learned a lot through Mihai and will adjust our policies accordingly. Thank you for your support and concern for Mihai. We will keep you posted on her affairs as we plan to maintain contact with her should she be admitted to South Korea. That's the report. And you may contact www.crossingbordersnk.org at any time and see if they might want to involve you in reports or you can check with me from time to time if you like and maybe I can whatever I hear I've heard nothing in the last few weeks but uh, there it is that's typical I think of what's going on in that part of the world people suffering greatly in their country now you might want to compare this to Mexicans coming to America but it's really 
really, really different. We're talking about hardcore suffering. I know the Mexicans suffer too. They're hungry. They're thirsty. They need to come here. I, I, I don't want to get into all of that these days for sure. I, I don't know. There's, there's mercy in us, but there's also law. Well, if you could just magnify that a thousand times for, not, for North Koreans trying to come into China, and China is no America either, but compared to North Korea, it is, it is utopia. They want to get there, and it's illegal what they do. And yet we have no problem with that. I have no problem with that. I would never want anyone to stay in that part of North Korea. And so they go over. And these kind of things happen, and you never know exactly how it's going to turn out. Would you pray for me, hey? Would you pray for other refugees, whether you know them by name or not? Uh, ask God's blessing on these people, will you? And ask God what else you might be able to do. I'm in no way representing crossing borders or pushing you in that direction. There, there's a lot of other groups out there doing wonderful works for these people. My job is just to give you messages and to ask you to pray and ask you to find somebody to bless over there and a way to bless them. I think you can do that. Tomorrow, I believe we're going to go back to, yeah, Jonathan, go forth. We're going to be moving around from author to author here. Um, Jonathan Goforth, we talked about him before. We read from his classic book, By My Spirit. That's what we'll be continuing with tomorrow. Don't forget that I'm adding a picture a day, just about every day, about North Korean life and persecution. Just click on photos when you get to my website, which you probably are on right now. Just click on photos on the home page, and you've got uh, over 50 pictures just in this current album. There's other albums there from the past, but a lot, a lot of good stuff about North Korea. It's bad stuff, but it's... Uh, you know what I mean. It's things that you will be interested in hearing and, again, might help you in your prayer life. Well, remember Psalm 106, verse 4. Remember me, O Lord, in your favor toward your people. That's a North Korean praying to God. And we're supposed to be remembering those prisoners as though we were in prison with them. Anyone in that part of North Korea, outside the capital city, anyone in there is, is in a prison country. Even the, the North Koreans in Pyongyang are in a prison. They just don't quite get it yet. They haven't seen the rest of the story. Remember me, O Lord, in your favor toward your people.